Hey guys, how y'all doing today? Welcome to my podcast, Daytime Kim. My name is Kim Choji. Today is Sunday, the 22nd day of May 2022, my second recording for the month of May, and I'm super hype, uh, hyped to be here. I don't sound like it, but I'm, happy, I'm hyped. I am hyped. I'm excited because, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's like end of the month already. We just got like nine days. <laughs> Well, nine days to go, and then the months just rolling, just rolling, just rolling before it's already like a new year. And then just like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, how y'all been holding up? How you guys been doing your stuff, doing your thing, trying to exist, trying to prepare yourself for summer? Nigerians, do we have summer? We have summer. I didn't know summer until okay the way summer was described by those from her university so it was from those from her universities so they'll always like say we are staying back for summer we are staying back for summer i had friends who were in fire universities and they were like we are staying back for summer then i'm just like why are you guys staying back for summer you guys are like having it chilled i wasn't in school then I was still trying to figure out, uh, find my way to enter the university. But then a very few friends I co- had conversations with, they were like, ah, we are staying back for summer. Then I'll be like, why are you staying back for summer? Like, your, your life is chill. Like, I mean, the impression I have about summer is like, it's like the time where the weather is hot, you have time for the beach, you have time to chill, you have time to just wear skimpy clothing because of the heat and then everybody's just within that sphere of having to have the weather to speak you know the peak of the weather you know um, but then i never understood I, I, I well this is an american perspective of summer because they actually have like the four seasons for us in nigeria we have just two seasons which is just the rain season the dry season but you know like we're growing up we're like 2021 so i felt like we're like this land ah it's summer now we're chilling we flex teeth um all those guys were doing resitting <laughs> They were doing they were actually having to receive their exams let's say during the like during the course of the year like during your first semester and your second semester and then you had very poor grades so the summer was like the time where you get to like remedy your, your grades you failed i mean like i wish nigerian universities even had that nigerian universities once i mean like sorry um actually these friends of mine were from private university let me correct myself correct myself in that statement they were in private university so they said um they will stay back for summer so and i had to ask someone like what is this summer all about i meant to think that i chilled like chilled okay but i staying back having to receipt our exams and just like wow though it cost them like a bit extra too much to receipt in the conventional university uh, sphere that's in federal university or state universities or polytechnics you if you fail a course you fail, fail a subject you have to wait till the next session to write it again i mean you're adding it on your cumulative gp for the next session so when you're having a carryover from the previous year you have to add it to if you want to clear it just add it to like the new year and then you mustn't cross certain um credit level and even if it doesn't cross because of that carryover your grade your gp is slashed because of the receipt 
but they in higher universities they actually have the opportunity to like redo the course again half summer and then do that like okay oh be chill oh be chill i mean i i, I never understood it too until i entered the university of Johnson. and i was just like ah, which kind of life is this one for god's sake i had to receive two courses in my 200 level and thank god they're like the first and the last times like i had to rewrite any course that um i filled a course in 400 level sorry sorry in my 100 level which was um and for 112 introduction to political science which i feel because of here because everybody was making me scared about the course and i, I definitely I, I couldn't write anything because i was scared and then and that one was eastern central africa and remember that course was like really hard we had to learn um history of eastern central africa it would have been interesting if not for the names we had to name and uh, know dynasties dates warriors how rulership was and the lecturer didn't even make it like interesting. He just came to the class and does narrative. Ah, from Abachensi to Indiguayu. I can remember something because everybody just had like my course was just new was Abachensi. I think if we like only the first two years of university was like the prehistory of certain places. Then from three hundred level and from like this like contemporary politics of those regions we did in 100 level and 200 level so i think i preferred the contemporary politics of east and central africa because the people were relatable you know but coming through history there was not like they they demand they even talk about like certain cultural attributes cultural attributes of like the um um of let's say people from uganda i, I, I knew the one time about it was quite interesting was like the buganda history like how uganda came to the name buganda from sorry uganda came from the name buganda and a few other things i mean like this kenya tanzania uganda um a bit of southern part of sudan and um and a bit of the same part of Ethiopia, I mean, like, but then we just still get to do some of those things. I mean, like, you that made it fascinating, but it was basically boring. And he just came out, just did it, and I was like, hell! I mean, like, hell, Lord! But then, thank God, that was actually over. I mean, I was like, that was stressful. That was stressful. Talking about stress, um, I, I know previously I, I thought about uh, having to have routines that are quite interesting and the ones that are quite stressful. I like routines though. Let me be honest with you. I like routines when it comes to work. But I hate routines when it comes to um, like having to prepare for work. You understand? Um, I know it, it, it would be like um, I am um, like, like changing what I've said before. But the thing is that routines when you have like when you have routines as templates like to achieve goals that is nice but having routines like every day waking up in the morning i get to wake up like 4am i have to be at work and because my five see me back in my back so i need to run home and i'm trying to like do other stuff and then try to sleep early they wake up around four again like i mean like sometimes i have to have this routine for seven days of the week I mean, from like waking up 4 a.m., so I'm having to do like Monday to Fridays, then Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, sometimes I get to have like to sell items around like as early as 7, so you're trying to like do everything you have to do. 
and then Sunday's church and church takes time. So sometimes I just like tell myself, I need to cut myself some slack. I get so emotionally exhausted. I mean, even I like how the templates are there to guide me to actually master the craft in terms of work. But my personal life of having to do an everyday routine is boring. I have to like come and rephrase my statements from my previous from, from a podcast from like way back where I talked about routines. I love routines when it comes to templates to work. But everyday life routine, the circle is boring, please. It's boring, it's exhausting, it can be tormenting, <laughs> commenting. It can just be emotionally exhausting. I try to laugh about it, but honestly, I can imagine how people in Lagos cope. Imagine like in Lagos and having to wake up like it's 3 a.m., leaving your house at 4 a.m., get to work, to work by 7.30 so you cannot, you can beat the 8 a.m. work time and then they tell you that you're able to still deduct from your salary for coming late to work. Then apart from that, having to close by like 5, 6, then you're spending hours in traffic to get back home. When do you get to sleep? You know, it's like, it's draining, it's exhausting. How, like, Nigerians need therapy. <laughs> I think that's why certain workspaces have like a place for strings or therapists who help to um, like help people to ease their stress by giving them advice or having to suggest how to break out of routines. But I don't think like, I think I doubt how many Nigerian organizations or offices or companies actually have like therapists who are meant to help who actually help. You know, but, I mean, like even the ter- the social- people who study psychology, diversity, or whatever level to study psychology, most of them are actually unemployed. They're not utilized. Most companies are actually out there to just. I'm not saying, just saying, like, hey, but there's no very few times. It's more like companies are more concerned about HR, HRs having human resource, and human resource is about like basically just speaking about the basic output of work so you're not concerned about like your social and um, emotional state of your employees i think nigeria is just used to the fact that i think typically our employers don't really get to understand that fact that i think most of them are ignorant of that fact that sometimes your employees get to suffer stress and then they move like i mean they keep moving and you keep moving it's like you having to carry your cross as an employee to know how to help yourself, how to pick up your routines. I mean, if you can help yourself as much as you can. I mean, Nigeria is actually tough, you know, but don't be, don't be in this circle of having to have it tough that you break down. You have to, even if like your office or the system doesn't even provide some of these things, work it out. You have to look for your friends have a close friend you could actually just ask for advice so you guys don't have to lament about everything that happens at workplace but you're like okay why can't you do like this why can't you just um hardly have a better offer for you a work that is less stressful or take like, your leave for like it for like a week or two weeks or something so you can clear your head it's quite helpful if you have a kind of friend who actually helps yeah um jumping to my next topic you know um talking about love love and love is of basically i think there are like three kinds that i know of um the errors the philia then the agape which is of god um thinking about errors love then i should talk about it a little bit um when they say love is blind man love is blind though. 
love is blind do you know you can like someone i think we all know this i don't need to explain like just to talk about like just to bring it up just for the sake of this um segment talking about how we um see love is blind. love is blind have you ever been like in a space or in this relationship where you love somebody you the person has some red flags but you just literally just don't see the red flags the person is literally emotionally bullying you or psychologically not for you but you because you like the person you're just insisting and you know i just i it's it, and i realize that sometimes you like somebody like so so much that you get so engrossed in like be with the person finding attitude about the person and uh, this kind of stuff then you don't even know that the red flags you don't even the person is actually toxic for you you know I don't know why I brought it up. I just feel like ah, there are times where you don't even like. Sometimes it's so hard to be logical in a relationship. It's very hard. I mean, like it's it's but it's it's one of the things that's required. I mean, you have to be smart. Generally, I think everybody needs to be smart when they are in a relationship. But it's hard because sometimes you're just so engrossed in liking the person, you want to spend time with the person. The person actually just just has this spec that you want but sometimes the spec might just be red flags you don't even like you might not even know that this person actually has like red flags that you want and you're not like ah, oh my, i like this person so much and it's it's hard you know sometimes when like <laughs> i've had this scenario with your, and then i was telling my friend okay this is what like i'm having to do with this mess and my friend was like oh my guy flee and just like flee to where i like this person and then my friend is like guy you need to like leave this relationship i mean this situation because this person doesn't see um, life from your own perspective you get so it's quite hard for so but then the truth is that sometimes you need to be logical in your relationships with people it's hard but then it's the best so you can't even able to like choose the spouse or life partner you just know that um i'm spending the rest of my life with this person and then I have to like really think really well, really fast, really good. I can't just make a mistake because sometimes I just realize that typically we are so engrossed like liking this person. The person gives us chills, gives us feelings, gives us like the best feeling. And then the person just brings out the monster in them. They're like, ah. And then, you know, it happens typically in relationships. You like, you meet somebody for the first time. Maybe the person's, um, behavior at that point or the person's looks or the person's so actually about the person that you just like and you just like trip for the person so the first few times you're like tripping tripping and sometimes people can even pretend and just try to like put in notice that somebody likes this part of them so they focus on it you keep putting on that attitude that attitude because probably just like express yourself just at that moment where you, the person met you but you realized it people that are smart though <laughs> then you realize then you like really pulled yourself towards that part then you're in despair of where you have to spend the rest of your life in the person then you're done trying to pretend and then you realize oh more this is not me a person like the person finally gets to have like jesus put the spit inside more than put on your eyes and then you go and wash your eyes and you're like oh more the person has changed but i'm just saying love truly is blind but there has to be a way through which we get to stop being emotional in relationships and try to be logical 
not logical 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 finding a way but then you just have to like really think before you jump into a relationship or having to conclude to want to spend the nice of your life with somebody you know than just having to just like be carried away emotionally like ha, i love you i love this person and then you're suffering from abuse or suffering from toxic relationship or struggling from a place where you guys are not even compatible in any way but because you're just trying to like the person by force which is bad bad energy bad vibes honestly i think you can people need to in fact this is me speaking to myself honestly <laughs> i don't i don't talk about that about it please i won't and um talking about love and growth um you know i talked about how growth from my previous podcast and then one aspect of growth that I have, I have gotten to like really spend time with, and I felt like I talk about it during my podcast, meeting my friends that are married. Meeting a number of my friends who are married is like the, one of the best therapeutic moments I've gotten to have these few weeks or few months of my life. And then typically when, I, when they get married, I just feel like we're not in the same sphere anymore. First of all, there are times where even our spouses, when you like you're friends with the bride or the groom and then this other spouse is not like this person like that person and honestly i'm a single person so i just feel like typically uh, married people should just be friends with themselves because you can relate you're single you cannot be in this thing sphere with them but then i just felt like i probably should just take out time and just visit my friends who are married and it's been quite therapeutic honestly it's been fun it's been interesting because if I put all my status on WhatsApp, I was like, um, I saw this video, uh, sorry, a picture of parents running on like on the field during into house, and I said, ah, very soon, my friends like when we were in primary school, secondary school, our parents used to run for us, like run during into house. Now my friends are now going to be parents running on the field during into house sports, and it's it. I'm not like it seems like funny. And how life has changed. I had to ask my friend. And she was like, she saw it. She was like, ma, like, yeah. It's funny how life changes. Like from having to know that your life is not just yours alone. It's you and somebody else. Like your entire life, the person you're having to bring a child to this world. One of my friends even told me that she, she sometimes she gets to like, she's carried away in the routines of like having to be married and having to have, be a mother and have a kid then she looks at her child she's not like i brought this child out of me <laughs> but i mean like yes that has to be like one of the best things in this life having to like being space is a space where you think and then you're like yo i'm a father i'm a mother i i have this child this child is god's gift to me i have to nurture him or her and take care of them to the grow you know it's just so i don't know this space is i had to think about it when i had the conversations with my friends and like how life has changed from being just you your space having to share somebody you know and that's like the reason to talk about love and this is like how you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody so how do you even know you're making the right decisions and not the wrong decisions you know it's so deep it's so deep that I sometimes I get to see people that like, really throw bands about relationships on social media and just like, now nah, I can't settle for less. I can't settle for less in terms of relationships, in terms of having to make a decision to get married because it's a major decision. This is a lifetime decision. So 
I'm like school or having to get a job, you just know that I want to spend some time here. So if it's toxic, you leave or school, you just know like, oh, I have four years. Let me just sacrifice my money and just come out of this. I mean, I have people say marriage is the school that you're giving a certificate from the beginning till you die. I mean, just thinking about it and having to have kids, having to be responsible to take care of your children, not trying them to grow, you know, all those things are quite, I think about them and just like, Life is just dynamic, it's amazing. I think it just comes with time. A lot of Gen Z's will not really do this, honestly, but I know you guys will get there. But, well, I mean, like, this is so much that I can ever imagine. Well, this is like the last for me. Just need 20 minutes of your time to talk about a lot of stuff. Please, um, if you follow me on Twitter, please send me a DM for feedback, send my email at kimoskigang at gmail.com. Kimoskigang at gmail.com K-I-M-M-O-S-K-E-Y-G-Y-E-N-G at gmail.com Tell me your feedback, tell me your thoughts, you listen to my podcast, you enjoy it. Thank you so much. Do have a wonderful time to come your way next time. Yes.